Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the football Friday of the bye week for your Eagles, but there's still so much to talk about, so much news that happened this week, a lot of good games to look forward to this weekend. Who better to talk about it with than the great Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, The big news this week was obviously Deshaun Jackson going on injured reserve, aggravating his injury even more so than he did before, apparently. And he's out for the rest of the regular season and maybe could be available for the playoffs if the Eagles go on a run, but it's a maybe, as has been the case all year. What was your reaction to Deshaun, Deshaun's injury and his news? Well, it was very disappointing. Um, you know, you waited this long and you were hoping he was going to come back. And I, I, was, I was surprised that they chose to play him Last week, knowing that they had a bye week coming up immediately after that, I I kind of thought the more prudent course may have been to just let him get you know let him rest two more weeks and hopefully he comes back healthier uh, for the uh, the two big games against New England and Seattle. But you know they put him on the field and it just I mean right from the beginning he just didn't look right. I mean I just you know we're watching him, of course when he lined up the first time and how he came off the line and he just didn't look like himself. Uh, he just didn't have that burst that same quickness. And, you know, we knew going into the game that, yes, he had practiced, but he had practiced only on a limited basis. He hadn't really taken full unit drills. He, he was coming out and he was stretching and he was taking part in that, and he, but he was doing individual workout. He wasn't doing unit workout. And, you know, Doug Peterson had said, well, he's not 100%, but he's probably not going to be 100% the rest of the year. Um, it, it just looked to me as limited as he appeared to be on the field last week that it probably would have made more sense to, let him sit this one out, give him another week's rest, and hopefully he'd come back better against the Patriots. But he played and didn't even last the first quarter, and now he's lost for the regular season. And I kind of think it's – it seems to me it's probably unlikely. I mean, there's still the hope that if they get to the playoffs, he'd be available. But I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's going to be in any shape to come back and make the same kind of contribution you hoped he was going to make. And uh, it's so it's so disappointing because – you saw in week one when he played against the Redskins what a difference maker he was, but I don't think you're going to get to see that again. And and you know the really the Eagles have been rather vague on it. When I say the Eagles, I mean Doug Peterson because he's been the only one to really talk about it so far. Um, it happened. They say according to their statement, it happened in the game against the Falcons. Um, do you have any inclination or thoughts on the? How it may have happened? May may the turf have been a reason for for this abdomen injury coming about in the first place? No idea. I mean, the Eagles haven't. Uh, uh, they they've been very very circumspect on on that about trying to explain exactly how this happened to Sean. As in, uh, he's been asked many times, you know, how did this happen? And he's sort of talked around it. It seems to be a very sensitive issue, and nobody's addressed it. So. I'm just kind of shrugging my shoulders and just saying I have, I have no I have no idea how it happened. I just know that it uh, profoundly affected the Eagles' offense losing him because you know there's there's an enormous amount of second guessing that's going on now, obviously, about the whole the whole wisdom of of signing him and bringing him back at, at his age with his history of injury. But you know, to me, I, 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 that's just such an easy second guess. I mean, at the time. 
that they signed him. I didn't hear any of this kind of conversation. All I know is when they re-signed him, everybody was excited about bringing him back, given the fact that everybody knows that the Eagles need a speed receiver. And even at 32, he is still absolutely a speed receiver. So I thought it was a good signing. Everybody I thought, everybody I talked to thought it was a good signing. You know, now there's a lot of people that are rethinking it, but that's that's the easiest kind of second guess. I mean, at the time, everybody thought it was a good decision. It just didn't work out. Are you surprised that Howie Roseman hasn't made himself available to the media yet to talk about this and really any other issue regarding the Eagles at the midway point of the season? No, I, I think that uh, that's generally his policy. Is He uh, he talks at the before the draft. Uh, he talks after the draft. Uh, he talks at the scouting combine. Um, and that's pretty much it. He's not av- and then an end-of-the-year kind of thing. He doesn't make himself available. Just, I, I don't think this... I don't think there was much in-season availability with Howie in the past, so I don't, I don't get the feeling he's hiding out in any way. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, once the season kind of gets underway, he turns it over to the coaches. Uh, and, and as a result of this Deshaun news, Ray, the Eagles reportedly, according to several reports, even though it's not official yet from the team, uh, agreed to a contract with Jordan Matthews, bringing back Jordan Matthews for his third stint with the team. Um, how, what do you think about that? Well, they needed somebody, uh, and so he was. There's not at this point in in the middle of November. There's there's not a lot of options out there, um, and you know you looked at the guys that were available uh, as 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 street free agents as they're called, and I mean Matthews probably made the most sense because he's a guy who has been here before, uh, has real familiarity with Carson Wentz and he with him. I mean they were actually best friends. Uh, in in his first go in Wentz's first go around, I mean he and he and Matthews. In fact, when Matthews was traded, Wentz drove him to the airport. So, um, if you're going to bring a new receiver in at this point in the season, it makes sense to bring in a guy who knows the system, knows the coaching staff, and most importantly, knows the quarterback. So, I don't expect Jordan Matthews to come in here and and turn the season completely around. Uh, but he'll have a role and he'll get some opportunities. And given the options that were available to him, he probably represents the best move. And his career with the Eagles has kind of, like, his situation has always been a head-scratcher to me, Ray, because he was a second-round pick in 2014, and players who are second-round picks are usually valued very high by the organization. That was Howie Roseman's last year as GM before Chip Kelly took over for that one year, so he was a Howie Roseman selection. Uh, And then, you know, he had two fairly decent first two seasons with the Birds, eight touchdowns apiece his first two years, Three touchdowns in his third season, which was Carson Wentz's first. And then they trade him for Ronald Darby, which I guess in essence was a good trade. Uh, but then he just kind of like fell off the face of the NFL, really, and had trouble keeping a job. And this was the second round pick of a guy only five years ago. How, how surprising is that to you? Well, um, I th- when you're talking about second round draft picks and receivers, you there. Sometimes they do wear, they do become head scratchers. I mean, you're, I, we we could talk about the current situation with JJ Ortega Whiteside, who's you know his second round draft pick with uh, a lot of really good college credentials and came in here with uh, a lot of expectation and uh, and through all the while the Eagles have had all kinds of issues at wide receiver, this kid hasn't even gotten on the field. So, I mean that and and I I can't I wish I could explain that to you, but I can't. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, because I think he can play, but there's certainly no evidence of it. And the team's looking for receivers, and they're going out and signing guys off the street. And here's your second-round draft pick, and, and you're still not using them. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, 
I mean, you always think that the first round picks and second round picks are blue chip kind of guys who you can't possibly miss with them. But you miss with them all the time, not just the Eagles, but teams all across the league do. And, you know, Jordan Matthews did, at the start of his career, had a couple of good years uh, with the team and uh, was pretty productive. I mean, he was never, he was, I mean, he's a totally different receiver than, than Deshaun Jackson. I mean, he is, you know, Deshaun is pure speed and, and Jordan Matthews is not that. In that respect, he's a little bit like Rosega Whiteside. Uh, he's a guy who's a little bit bigger and more physical, uh, but not not super fast and not a guy who's going to get great separation. Um, so, but uh, Matthews proved that he was he was a guy that could put up some numbers, and and he did. And the trade for Darby, I mean, it was a good trade. I mean, you brought in a, a defensive back who, while he's had injury problems, has proven over his career that he's a good player and a legitimate first first string starting cornerback. So I don't question the deal. But um, you know, Matthews has had trouble finding a system and finding a home that works for him. And maybe you know, maybe the opportunity to come back here and play in Philadelphia will. Give him that next opportunity. I mean, on his last go around, I mean, he did score a touchdown in the playoff game yeah. against New Orleans. So, um, I mean, and he'll get his opportunities, and you know, maybe he'll write yet a third comeback story. Who knows? And, I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this one, Ray, about pot- potential other wide receivers that people are talking about maybe bringing in. And the two names that pop out are Antonio Brown and Des Bryant. Antonio Brown, who who we we all know his situation, and Des Bryant, a former Cowboy who's had injury issues the last year, has had trouble latching on to a team. Do, do you foresee any chance, any chance, of either of those two maybe drawing interest from the Eagles? No, I'd be very surprised. I, I, I would be very surprised. Um, uh, because, uh, you know, Dez, uh, in Dez's last year when he played, he it was obvious that uh, he was not the same player. I mean, he was... Um, he had really slowed down. He couldn't get open at all. And uh, his his days as being a productive NFL receiver, to me, were pretty clearly at an end. So, I mean, I don't know that there's going to be any interest here, and I doubt that there'll be much interest on the open market. Uh, Antonio Brown's a different case. I mean, Antonio Brown can definitely still play. I mean, there's no there's no question about the fact that uh, that he's still got good football left in him. But he is he is such a headache, and he is such a handful. Uh, in terms of his conduct off the field, the trouble he gets into off the field, the trouble he has with teammates. Um, I mean, and we all know the wide receivers tend to be high-maintenance players, but Antonio, uh, perhaps to a greater degree than almost anyone. And, you know, the Eagles, like earlier this season, not, not all that long ago, are a team that certainly had some internal issues of their own. And um, even though they've won a couple games in a row, I think there's probably still a little bit of fragility in that in that locker room, and uh, given that, uh, I don't think that Antonio Brown, despite his talent, is the guy that you want to come in there right now because uh, he would absolutely he, he he would absolutely begin raising a lot of questions and causing some issues that I don't think his team wants to deal with. Ray, uh, in terms of this weekend, uh, what are the intriguing games that stick out to you? Well, I think that Minnesota Dallas is probably a game that's uh, that'd be of a lot of interest to uh, to everybody because well, first of all, anytime the Cowboys play that has interest in Philadelphia. Um and this year more than most because the Eagles and the Cowboys are neck and neck in the NFC East. Um but the um, the matchup with Minnesota much too because you know, the Eagles they're, they're a team in the NFC uh and uh, if the Eagles continue to win some games and it gets down to the wire Minnesota Vikings and the Eagles are liable to be locked into some kind of a tiebreaker situation. So that game's going to have real implications for the Eagles and 
just from a football fan standpoint, it's a fascinating game to watch. I mean, see see what the Cowboys are, because from week to week they seem like kind of a different team. I mean, they they struggled for a while against the Giants uh, on Monday night and then put them away, but um, some weeks they look some weeks they look like a terrific team, other weeks they look like a vulnerable team. And while the Vikings seem to be a team that's gaining momentum, and Kirk Cousins, my goodness, I mean, you look back earlier this season when the Eagles played the Vikings, there were all kinds of questions being asked about Kirk Cousins and was he a good signing for the Vikings and is he a guy that's actually going to be able to take this team anywhere? And he had a big game against the Eagles, and he's just been rolling ever since. So um, that's of all the games this weekend, and you're right, there are some good ones. That's the one that I think has the most interest for me and probably has the most interest for Eagles fans. Yep, totally agree with you on that one, Ray. Well, thank you for the time as always. I look forward to our next conversation. I do too, David. Take care. You too. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.